Doing what's right because it's right. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good Monday morning, my friends. I hope that you had a good weekend and that you're feeling rested and rejuvenated, uh, ready for the new week. And I hope, too, that the posture of your heart is that you're looking forward to seeing what God's hand will be at work doing in your life this week, uh, that you will have eyes that are ready to see the spiritual opportunities all around you uh, for being a witness for Jesus. Uh, Today we're moving on into the second part of Luke chapter 10. Um, We're going to be looking at a a teaching that Jesus offered um, that uh, paints a picture of what um, motivates us to do or not do the right thing. And um, this story is packed full of teachable moments, and uh, I think uh, we can uh, all um, look and see ourselves at one point or another in this story And so I look forward to uh, seeing what unfolds as we study together today. Um, Doing the right thing for the right reasons is always right. (laughs) Doing the right thing for the wrong reasons is still the right thing, but the motivation of our hearts is off. And uh, we may have done the right thing, but uh, the purpose in doing it may not be beneficial to us because our hearts were not in the right place. Um, And so in today's teaching, uh, we see a man, uh, a surprising person, step up to do the right thing in a situation that uh, um, was uh, kind of a challenging one. So let's prepare to study the Word together, and uh, we'll go and spend some time with the Father uh, before we do that. Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you for a new day, and uh, we're grateful, Lord, to come together to study your word. I'm grateful for these friends who are listening today, Lord, and I give you thanks for them. I thank you, Lord, that you've implanted in their spirit a hunger and passion for your word, Lord, that they're looking to take it deeper, uh, that they're not satisfied with uh, the way things are uh, in their spiritual journey, but they're hungry for more and more of you, Jesus And I am too. And so we come today, Lord God, hungry, and we come ready to study your word, asking that you would teach us everything that you would um, want us to know about uh, what it means to walk as members of your kingdom, as uh, your disciples in the world. Father, empower our faith today, empower our discipleship, and uh, help us to see clearly what you want us to see through uh, this teaching today, Lord God, and help us to have the courage to apply it to our lives as your Spirit leads us. We pray all these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, What must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, Who is my neighbor? (laughs) In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. 
They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came when the man wa- where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. This is a great teaching, and there really is a lot in this passage. I want to begin at the beginning, and uh, Jesus sets the stage uh, for this story, the parable that he will tell. He's engaged in a conversation with uh, an expert in the law, a Pharisee or a Sadducee or one of the teachers of the law, um, and the law being the Torah, the, the five books of the Torah. So he was an expert in God's law. He was a he was a theologian. He was a scholar. Um, and he's engaged in a conversation with Jesus, and he asked Jesus, his rabbi, a question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, Jesus is such a great teacher in that he doesn't answer his students' questions. He gets them thinking about the answer, the right answer to their own questions. And so he asks questions of the student's question, of the teacher of the law's question. He says, what's written in the law? How do you read it? So Jesus does not spoon feed him the answer. And the teacher of the law, the scholar, the uh, theologian says, uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. So now, um, I love uh, this response because it's spot on. And the answer is still the same today. (laughs) Eternal life comes from loving Jesus. Jesus said in John 17, um, that eternal life, eternal life, eternity begins when people uh, are engaged in a relationship with God the Father and God the Son. It's through knowing Jesus that we inherit eternal life. It's through relationship. And relationship is at the core of this man's answer to Jesus today. He says, love the Lord your God um, with all of your heart. We love God when we commit ourselves to Him, when we tether ourselves to Him, when we say to God, Lord, you are all I want, all I need, and I am, I am devoted to you. Um, And he says, love him with all your heart. That's the spiritual core of your being, the the, your soul. That's that's who you are. That's the the core of your being. And with all your strength and all your mind, with all your energy, and then let not your mind ponder anything but God and the ways of God. So we love God wholeheartedly with every aspect of our being. And then the response was love your neighbor as yourself. Now that this means uh, as we take care of ourselves, as we, as we uh, invest in ourselves, as we position ourselves for good, that we would want and do the same things for others. Um, that is a high calling and a, and a challenging teaching, but it's exactly the right answer. 
And Jesus affirms that. He says, you've answered correctly. Do this and you will live. In other words, devote yourself to living this way. And that is how you will receive eternal life. Um, but he wasn't done. <laughs> Jesus says he wanted to just, the, Luke says he wanted to justify himself. And so he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? So Jesus tells him a story. Uh, a few um a few mornings ago, we talked about the Samaritans and the uh, Hebrews and the differences there and the vehement uh, opposition uh, of each group to the other. Um, Samaritans were considered sort of half-breed Jewish people because as the diaspora occurred, uh, they married into local tribes and embraced their customs and religious practices. And the Hebrews uh, fancied themselves as staying pure, as, the, uh, as God's pure uh, people, undefiled by the um, local customs of the pagan people around them. And so they grew to hate each other. And the story Jesus tells is interesting. A uh, Hebrew Jewish man is traveling through an area and gets beaten, disclothed, robbed, and left for dead. And a couple of Hebrew Jewish religious figures come by the road and avoid the man altogether. And in stumbles a Samaritan man onto the scene on the same road. And he's clearly aware that the man who's lying on the road, beaten and dying, um, robbed of his dignity, is a Jewish Hebrew And yet, this Samaritan traveler goes over to the man who's beaten and broken and left for dead, and he begins to bandage him and and to put salve on his wounds. And then he, after cleaning the man and trying to bandage his wounds, puts him on his donkey and takes him to a local inn and starts to care for him. And when the man has to go on his way, he speaks to the innkeeper and he provides uh, two days worth of wages to care for the man in his absence and promises that he'll come back and pay any extra uh, once the man recovers and goes on his way. Now, Jesus' question back to the teacher of the law was, which of these three men do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? Which of these men did the right thing for the right reasons? And the expert in the law, who Jesus has been talking to, who asked the question that prompted the story, said back to Jesus, the one who had mercy on him. (laughs) Jesus said, go and do likewise. And the message to us today, in the face of people that we meet who are beaten and broken and bruised and their dignity has been stolen and they're laying in the road left for dead is that we should go and we should bandage their wounds and we should care for them and we should make sure that we're doing what we can uh, to get them back on their feet. And Jesus says that, that the, the, the position of our heart, the posture of our heart should be to want to express mercy to them. Because our God found us beaten and broken and bruised and naked lying in the ditch and had mercy on us. Now, I don't know what your ditch looked like. I know very well what my ditch looked like. And I know how Jesus found me. And I know how needy I was in that place. And I know how easy it would be to wind up back in that same ditch 
if it weren't for his grace and mercy at work in my life. And maybe you know how easy it would be to wind up back in that ditch in your life too, apart from his grace and mercy. Doing the right thing for the right reasons is not hard when we, when we are reminded of the mercy of God that's been expressed in our lives. Uh, and when we are committed to loving the Lord with all of our heart and our soul and our strength and our mind in the way that Jesus says, and when we are committed to loving our neighbor as ourselves, um, expressing mercy in the way of Jesus to the broken, bruised, beaten, and um, disencouraged that we find um, should really be the desire of our heart. And I hope today that that would be the posture of your heart as you go into this new week. You're going to run into some broken and beaten and bruised people that need the mercy of God expressed in their lives. And I pray that you would have a quick response when you see those people, when you run into those people, when you brush shoulders with them. And that their brokenness, like the Samaritan man traveling on the road, that their brokenness would move you to take action for the sake of Jesus. I love you, my friends, and I pray that this teaching moves your heart as it has moved mine and challenged and inspired me as well to go and do likewise as Jesus uh, instructs us to do. God bless you today. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and we'll get caught up again tomorrow.